our desire tonight that we would be able to join together as a there we go a body of believers to lift up our hearts and to lift up our voice and rejoice in our good and great king even this evening and while we are the praisemen from maranatha baptist university which is all the way up in wisconsin watertown wisconsin is where we're from and we're so thankful for the opportunity to be here in houston texas right here at rise baptist church this evening and looking forward to what god is going to do in all of our hearts as we worship him together even tonight uh, well, we'd like to begin by introducing ourselves to so get an idea of our names and then where we're from and also what we're studying there at the university. Uh, so I'm going to pass the mic down here to my left, your right, and then we'll kind of work our way across the stage. All right. I'm from Birmingham, Michigan. My name is Andrew Holloway, and I'm about halfway through my master's degree in organizational leadership. Well, I'm a second year seminary student. My name is Caleb Letzring, and I am all the way from Orlando, Florida. My name is Micah Herbster. I'm from Ringgold, Louisiana, and I'm a senior pastoral studies major there at the university, also working on my master's in Bible. My name is Joel Montgomery. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a junior studying trumpet performance and arranging and composition, and then I'm also working on my master's in Bible. I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My name is Jaron Fair. I'm a church music and voice performance major, and I will be a junior in the fall. My name is Dylan Keener. I'm from Worthington, Pennsylvania, and I am a junior music major studying church music and early childhood music. 
The Lord has allowed us the opportunity this summer to be on a 12-week tour of the United States, uh, going out to promote the college and uh, visit about 85 different churches over the course of the summer um, to minister and just be a blessing to folks and also tell people about what God is doing right there in Watertown, Wisconsin at Maranatha Baptist University. And so we are in week nine right now of our 12 weeks, and so we're kind of towards the end of our summer ministry, but we're so thankful to have had the opportunity to have been in about 15 different states this summer, and uh, Texas happens to be my personal favorite, and so we're, we're really enjoying our time here in Texas, but uh, we're thankful for the opportunity to be able to travel uh, for the school uh, up at Maranatha Baptist University. What we'd like to do tonight is kind of divide the service into two portions or packages of music. In the first half, we would like to sing and play about what it means to worship the Lord, and then in the second half, we want to talk and sing and play about how we respond to difficulty as pilgrims in this world. And so as we focus on what it means to worship God, we want to sing a song simply entitled God of Light and Love. And I love singing the song because it brings out two wonderful characteristics of God our Father, but also of Jesus Christ, who said, I am the light of the world. And then also we know verses like Romans 5, 8 that says, but God has commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What an amazing reality to, to think and focus on the love that God has for us in sending Jesus Christ to the cross. What wondrous love is this? And that should cause us as believers to worship him and to joy in all that he has done for us. So as we sing, would you thank God for being a God of perfect light and endless love?
Um, I get to use this mic. Um, <laughs> so we just talked about the God of light and the God of love. The next song that we're going to sing is going to tell us, is uh, continues to explain why we glorify the God that we do. This next song that we're going to play for you is to God be the glory, great things he hath done. He is that light for us. He has been love to us. And he is that love and light when no other light and no other love here on earth can be that for us. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. Well, it certainly is true that we serve a God who is worthy of all glory and all praise. And when I think about the glory of God, I think about when Christ rode into Jerusalem. And he said that even if the people around him were to stop crying out his glory, the rocks themselves would cry, would cry out because he was that full of glory. 
And it's amazing to me that the God who was so worthy of praise was crucified just a few days after he said that. You know, the Bible says that your righteousness, my righteousness, has the same value as filthy rags. But Christ came and did that for us anyway. But not only did he come and die for us, he lives to mediate for you and me as our high priest. The end of Hebrews chapter 4 says that Christ put himself through everything that you and I go through daily just so he could be that perfect high priest for us. And the very end of that chapter says that no matter what sin comes out into our lives, no matter how we backslide, we can come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace in our time of need.
Well, I hope the songs that have been sung already this evening have been a blessing to your heart as it has been a blessing to us in preparing them and singing them. As a ministry team, we have a couple different uh, primary missions. The first one is obviously to sing, to glorify God, to, to help, help in, in the worship of him. We hope that that has been a thing with, with in your heart and in your mind as we've been singing. You've been thinking of the words, not necessarily the people who are singing. But the second the secondary mission that we have is is, is promoting promoting Maranatha Baptist University. So I'm going to do that for the, for the next couple of, couple minutes here. Uh, but before I do that, very quickly, I just want to kind of reiterate what Micah said. Uh, we are the Praise Men. Uh, we are from Maranatha Baptist University. And uh, in the back, on the on my left hand side, in the back, there is a table with all sorts of different things on there. I'm going to explain a lot of the different things that are on there. But one of the things um, that's on the table is, is a, a white piece of paper, and it says, The Praiseman, on the front of it. And that really has nothing to do with Maranatha. Okay, It has pictures inside of each one of us, and it has uh, little descriptions of, of, of each one of us. Micah said that we are on a 12-week tour. Uh, we are about halfway through week nine right now, and part of touring is a lot of traveling, so we really covet your, covet your prayers. So the, the purpose of that sheet of paper is really just to remind you to pray for us. So we'd really be really encouraged, and we would uh, hope that you would pick one up, one up of those and, and pray for us as we travel and as we have opportunities to minister in churches just like yours. Well, Maranatha Baptist University, who are we, what do we do? and all of that great stuff. Well, first of all, we're from Watertown, Wisconsin. I know that sounds very far away, and it is. Uh, but Watertown, Wisconsin, maybe you're not quite familiar with your geography of Wisconsin. I'll have to admit, when we first came to Texas a couple weeks ago, I really was not very familiar with my Texas geography. So I do not blame you if you're not up with, in your Wisconsin geography at all. Uh, but Milwaukee and Madison, if you were to draw a, pretty much a straight line in between those two cities, uh, about halfway between those two is Watertown, Wisconsin. So that's kind of an idea of where we are. Maranatha Baptist University is a Christian liberal arts university. You say, Andrew, what does that mean? Basically, what that means is that we believe that ministry is, is wherever God has you in life right now. Maybe that's in a church. Maybe that's in business. Maybe that's in nursing. Maybe that's in education or the military or whatever it is. We believe that God has ministry for you in your place in life. And we want to help train you for that ministry. We believe that our mission is to train leaders for the local church and the world to the praise of his glory. That means that every opportunity that we offer, every major, every minor, every opportunity that our students have is focused on the, ob on the object of training them to be leaders in their local church and in worldwide ministry. Actually, that's one of my favorite things about the university is the local church. Within a two-hour radius of, of the university of, of campus there in Watertown, Wisconsin, we have about 150 different local churches that we get to partner with to send our students there. Uh, the six of us here tonight represent about five different churches that we get to minister in on, on the weekends and on Wednesday nights. And we have those opportunities to be involved, whether it's youth group or Sunday school or special music or leading the music or sometimes even getting opportunities to preach. These are all great opportunities that we have to build relationships and to, and to build experience 
in, in our local church to see how the Lord is going to use us in, in our future ministry and even in our current ministry right now. One of the fastest growing arms of Maranatha is our online department. On the back table, you'll see kind of stretch across the back is a blue and orange pamphlet. Actually, we're having a debate on what color that is. So if you'd like to stop by and just give us your opinion on what color that is, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, but that pamphlet is on our online department. We have a wide range of, of different opportunities that the Lord has blessed us with in our online department, uh, stretching from dual enrollment for high school students all the way through uh, just great, great opportunities to take classes outside of a major or a minor. We have an age range of about 16 to 65. And 16 is, is when you can kind of start taking classes at high, in high school. It's the summer after your sophomore year in high school. Start taking classes from us, and there's information on back there, as well as all the way up through 65. If you'd be interested in taking classes from us, maybe be, you'd be interested in stretching our age range a little bit. We would love to chat with you after the service. I'm just joking, but we would love to talk to you about, about the online department. I'd like to show you just a couple different things. Um, that we have on the back table very quickly. Uh, maybe you're curious about what, who Maranatha is, what we stand for, and that kind of thing. I'd encourage you to pick up one of these. This is the Advantage magazine that we put out every year. This year's issue covers everything from how our sports teams did last year to how we handled COVID and how we survived through COVID. And so if you'd be interested in looking through the different things of, of how our students are doing, how, what different opportunities our graduates have gotten, and the, the different philosophies and different doctrine issues that we've had to face this year, I would encourage you to pick up one of these. There's articles in this magazine from our president, uh, from different members of our faculty and staff, as well as current and former students. So I'd encourage you to pick up one of those. Maybe you've never really heard of Maranatha before, and you're just interested in, in guiding getting a quick snapshot of what the university is like and what we offer academically. I'd encourage you to pick up one of these. We call this our view book. What this is is, a, is just a quick uh, a snapshot of, of, of what the university is, what we offer. And here is a list of our different thir 39 different majors and minors and concentrations. There's also different uh, statements of our missions, uh, different statistics, and different great things uh, for you to check out there. If maybe that's not enough information for you, maybe you'd like to check out um, what actual majors entail, what different classes you might be taking. On the back is a blue book, called, that's our catalog, call it the Big Scary Blue Book. You can pick up one of those. And what that does is that details through how many years it's gonna take you to do a specific major, as well as what classes you might look forward to taking. Now, sadly, not everything on the back table is for free. We also do have some resources for, for sale back there. So we'd like to just mention a couple different things very quickly. There's five different uh, music recordings back there that we would love to offer for you. Uh, one of our favorite things it, to do is to offer this Christian music to, and this godly Christian music to put in your home to encourage you. And the one I would like to highlight tonight is our newest recording. It's about three months old. It's entitled, Come to Me. This CD is about 16 songs. It's about an hour and six minutes long. You've actually already heard two of the songs that are on this CD. The first one that we sang, Rejoice, Lord is King, is on this CD, as well as the one that we just sang, And Can It Be? So this CD is about $15. There's four other ones back there that are obviously older than, than this one. It's about uh, five to 10 years old. And we're selling those for uh, one for $12 and two for 20 so again, there's a little bit of price difference there. The, the four older ones are one for 12, two for 20. The newest one is $15. And then very quickly, another resources that we're excited to offer is, is a devotional book entitled Keep Your Heart. Uh, there's a th 365 days worth of devotionals in here. Uh, the interesting thing is that these are written by our seminary students from a couple years ago. 
And so this is a great resource for you to pick up. I believe these are these are ten dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so you can we have I think we have three of these left, including the one I'm holding here. Uh, and so we would love for you. There's several other different books for you to check out there. One of the guys come back up, but really we would love to talk with you. So if you have any questions about anything that I've said or anything that we have sung or any or anything at all, we would love for you to come talk with us. A couple of us will be at the back table um, after the service, and the rest of us will be kind of around to talk with you. But we'd like to start singing again. And we would really like for you to, to sing this next song with us. If you would pray this prayer with us, to ask this question with us. That question is this, am I a soldier of the cross?
as soldiers of Christ, one of the greatest promises is that God will never leave us nor forsake us. As we go through our Christian life, we are bound to face trials and testings. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, the Bible says, endure hardness as a good soldier. And that hardness comes very often in our lives. And this next song really talks about how God will take care of us during those trials. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depth of his love and covers me there with his hand.
you know, one of the parts of being a soldier of Christ, being a Christian, is the fact that it's not always easy. You know, Dylan just played on the piano. He gave us the promise that Christ holds us in, his, in the palm of his hand. He protects us. And even though that our life can be painful sometimes, even though we go through times that are hard, we can have the, the joyful knowledge that Christ is with us all the, every step of the way. This next song that we're going to play really really kind of harps on that side of, of, of our trials and of our pain, so that we can be joyful in those circumstances. Growing up, my, my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer when I, when I was in elementary. And for several years there, he battled, battled this cancer. And I remember specifically seeing him many times throughout, throughout this, uh, this time in our lives where I would be good, ready to go into school or something like that, and he would get through, and I would come in to say, say hello to him. And even though I knew that he was in a lot of pain, even though I knew that he really couldn't even move, he always had a smile on his face. He always, he always had the joy of the Lord. He always communicated to us that everything was going to be all right because God was with us. And the lessons that I learned from that are many. But the one specific thing was that we can be, rejoice in our circumstances. We can rejoice in the hard times that, that come our way because God is in control. God suffers us to, to suffer pain sometimes because he wants to draw us closer to him. So we're going to, the song you're going to play, I hope that you can, you can echo the, the words of this song, Rejoice in the Lord. Thank you. 
But when we ponder the reasons on why we can be joyful, even in the midst of the trials that God gives us here on earth, we realize that it's because God is 100% trustworthy. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And this last song of this package that we're going to sing uh, is a song that I like to call my COVID quarantine song because God really just kept bringing it back to my mind over the events of last year. And it's written from a unique perspective. It's written from the perspective of God telling his Christian, telling his loved one to trust him. Trust me as your guide, though my path for you is steep. Will you lean on your own way, or resolve to follow me? I am still your shepherd king, who has led you with my love. Since I see beyond your view, surely trust me, faltering one. Do you trust me as your rock, while the storm still rages on? Every day new mercies grow, every night I give a song. Since I reign as Prince of Peace, set your mind on things above. Everlasting strength is mine, only trust me, weary
thankful tonight that we have a God who is worthy of our trust. He's sovereign. He's in control. He sees beyond our view. So trust him tonight. Trust him with the trials and trust him with the tribulation. Trust him with the suffering and trust him with your fears. He is in control and we can claim that wonderful promise that Caleb shared tonight. He will direct our paths if we will simply trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I hope that song was an encouragement to your heart tonight and that you are challenged and inspired by the music that has been presented tonight. And we're just so thankful for the opportunity to be here. I know your pastor is not here, but I want to publicly say thank you, pastor, for the invitation uh, for us to be here this evening and to represent Maranatha and hopefully just be a, an encouragement to you all in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're so thankful for your church. We're thankful for how God is using this uh, body of believers here in the Houston area. And it, it is exciting to see what God is doing right here at Arise Baptist Church. And it's good to see some teenagers over here that I spent last summer, a week with last summer, uh, at the teen camp and see some familiar faces. And I think next week you guys are going to be at camp, right? You guys going to camp? Okay, so we'll be at Southland next week as well. Uh, so we'll see you guys over there. That'll be, that'll be awesome. We'll be looking forward to that. I'd like us to take our Bibles tonight and turn to Jeremiah chapter 17 uh, for just a short time. Jeremiah chapter 17, and, and really continue the thought that has just been sung about with what it means to trust in the Lord. Oftentimes in my own life, in my own um, walk with the Lord, I, I've kind of had this idea, this sort of maybe mental picture of what trust is in the Lord. You know, when you go, some, you go through a trial, you go through something difficult in your life, we kind of have this idea sometimes as Christians, well, if you're suffering, if you're hurt, brother, just, just trust God more. Just trust, trust God more. And for me, at least, I've had this idea where it's kind of like a meter in our life, right? Like, how is your trust meter? And you know, you're struggling, you need some more trust in the Lord, just kind of fill up the trust meter and whoo, there's more trust in God. Well, as I have uh, grown up a little bit and hopefully matured a little bit in my spiritual life, I, I, I've started identifying areas in my life where it's not a, a lack of trust, that is my problem. But rather, it's that I'm trusting the wrong thing. I'm trusting my own strength. I'm trusting my own understanding. Where, as believers, it should be our goal, it should be our aim to trust the Lord fully. Trust Him wholly. And, and so here in Jeremiah chapter 17, this is the, the challenge that we have from the prophet tonight. Okay, are you going to trust yourself? Are you going to trust your own strength and kind of be one foot in your own understanding? Like, uh, for this problem, Lord, I'm going to trust myself, but oh, with this, I'll trust you. And, and, and there's this choice that we have. And so in Jeremiah 17, I want us to notice this challenge and, have, and understand this idea a little bit better. The, the Bible says in verse 5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Here in verse 5, we see, we see a true and genuine trust. I mean, this is a person who, is, who, who really believes in their heart that the object in which they are trusting is truly worth their trust. But notice what the Bible says, this person is cursed. Aren't you aware that in the world today that there are people who are trusting, truly believing in their hearts in things that are not trustworthy? Especially in salvation, we see people pursue works, baptism, church attendance, Bible reading. They say, oh, these are things that I can trust. Oh, I'm just going to get baptized. I'm going to truly trust my baptism. 
And may I ask you tonight, can you truly trust your baptism for salvation? Yes, you can, but does baptism save? No. In other words, there are people in this world who, who truly believe that baptism will save them. But the truth is that it will not. Are you with me tonight? So in our lives spiritually, we can go through suffering, we can go through trial, we can go through hurt and temptation, and we can be trusting the wrong things through those trials. But will those things satisfy? Will those things bring us rest? No. And look what the Bible says. He says, this person's heart has departed from the Lord. That is, the person who is trusting his own strength, he's trusting and putting his confidence in man, is cursed and his heart has departed from the Lord. And look in verse 6, he, he gives a graphic illustration of what this person is like. He's, so notice in verse 6, he says, For he shall be like the heath in the desert, or that is like a, a small bush, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Okay, so here's the, the picture that Jeremiah is presenting to us today. You want to trust yourself, you want to trust your own strength, you want to trust your own understanding of circumstances, you're going to be like a little bush in the middle of the desert. And the sun's going to beat down, and the wind is going to blow, and your roots are so unstable that when those things happen, you're going to be blown away. When the trials come, when the suffering is there, when there's fear in our lives, and we're trusting our own strength, we are like that bush who will be blown away. There's no stability, there's no confidence, there is no lasting strength for this person. But notice in verse 7, the flip side of, the opposite, the contrast of this person who's trusting his own strength. He says, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. Here is the proper confidence, the proper trust that we should have as believers. Trusting fully the Lord. Notice these two words, the confidence and hope. Or I'm sorry, who trusteth in the Lord and then whose hope is in the Lord. Two very important words that help us have this idea that our confidence, our stability, our strength is built on the Lord Jesus Christ. And in, in verse 8, he, he gives another illustration of this person. Okay, here's, here's the bush. Here's the person who's trusting their own strength. They're trusting their own intuition, their own understanding through trials. They're like that bush. It's going to be blown about by the wind and it's going to die when the, when the suffering comes. But look in, in verse 8, what the Bible says. He says, this person who trusts in the Lord is going to be like a tree that is planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Do you see the contrast here? Here is a person who's trusting the Lord. They are, they are like a tree, a mighty oak tree with, with deep roots that's flourishing, that is producing fruit. And when we trust God through trial and temptation and, and suffering, when we choose to, to trust God and to reject our own understanding, re reject our own confidence, we are like that tree, producing, maturing, growing, strengthened, stabilized, because our trust is in God. You see, this is the misplaced trust, the bush, when we trust our own strength, but the proper trust, the trust that's going to make a difference in our life, the trust that is going to produce and bring confidence and security and stability and strength through suffering and through trial and temptation is when we trust in the Lord.
Many years ago, as a young man, my dad began to teach me the wonderful uh, lesson of how to swim. And uh, so we grew up at Southland Christian Camp, and every summer we would uh, go to the camp there, and the camp has a very large swimming pool. We just remodeled it. It's a beautiful pool, about 12 feet at the deep end and three feet in the shallow end. And my dad was one of those guys who said, listen, boys, when we learn how to swim, we're going to learn in the deep end. You know, forget the little the stuff in the shallow end. We're going straight to the deep end, down to the 12-foot end of the pool. We're going we're gonna to learn how to swim. I said, all right, here we go. And we would play this game at our, at our pool where my dad would be sitting in the water, kind of treading water, and, and, and we would stand on the edge of the pool, me and my siblings. I have a younger brother and two younger sisters. We would stand on the edge of the pool there, and my dad would pull out his arms. He would say, okay, jump to, jump to your dad. And we would say, all right, and we'd woo, jump in and start swimming around, swim to dad. And dad would hold us up because we didn't know how to swim. You know, we needed floaties and, and all this security and safety devices. But when dad was in the pool with us, we knew we were going to be safe. There was nothing to worry about. We weren't going to sink. We weren't going to drown. We were not going to die. We knew we could trust our dad. Well, there were times that we would go up with other families at the camp and, and other friends would come up there. And my friends and some of the other family members would do very similar things. They would say, all right, Micah. You know, little five-year-old Micah, jump, jump to me. My brother especially. My brother wore his arm floaties. You know, he, he wasn't learning how to swim yet. He's like, Micah, jump to me. Say, no way, man. You're weak sauce, dude. Okay, you're not going to be able to catch me. And my younger brother is a lot smaller than me at the time. Now he's a lot taller. But back then he was a lot smaller than me and not near as strong as I was. He had no experience in, in learning how to swim. And I knew as a five-year-old, I said, if I jump to you, I'm going to drown, man. You're not going to be able to hold me up. There's no security. There's no confidence in, in jumping to you. And as a five-year-old boy, I understood this simple lesson that where my confidence was placed determined the trustworthiness. I knew I could jump to my dad. I knew he would catch me. I knew there was strength. I knew there was wisdom in his arms. But, but my brother, there, there was no, none of that. There was no strength. You know, in the Christian life, there, there are voices in the pool of fear, if you will, the pool of sorrow, the, the pool of suffering. There are voices in this world that are crying out, oh, just make more money. Just, just have a better job. Just get, give in to a little bit more sin. And you'll, you'll find some rest that way. Jump to me. You can trust me. And the, the Father says, when you're going through these things, when you're going through hurt and suffering, trust me. Trust me with your life. Will you trust me? And I think for many of us, maybe the reality is tonight that we're not trusting God like we ought. We're trusting other things in this world, not because, uh, not because we don't know who God is, but because we don't really understand what God is able to do with our lives. In other words, we think we've got this thing figured out. And just because we can't see God, just because God isn't physically with us, just because we can't touch him, then he's not trustworthy. We, we like to trust things we can see. But that's why the, the New Testament is emphatic that we don't look at the things which are temporal. We set our mind on those things which are above, on that which is eternal. And when we trust God, that's exactly what we're doing. We're choosing instead to know our God and to trust him. And the reality is some of us tonight aren't trusting God because we just straight don't know the power of God. We don't know the character of God. And so we're confused by all the voices. Follow your heart. Oh, maybe that is a good idea. Make more money. Oh, maybe that is a good idea. 
And we just don't know the Father's voice. And we don't hear him calling out to us for trust. And I just want to encourage us tonight to trust in the Lord. You notice that the, the song they sang just a moment ago was, was a question. From the perspective of God looking at his children, will we trust him? And it's a question because there's a choice to be made. Are, are you going to be like the little Keith? To trust your own strength, to trust your own understanding. Are you going to be like the mighty tree who is strengthened, stabilized? Not because of anything we do, but because of who God is. Because of what God has done for us in sending Jesus Christ to the cross. My prayer for us tonight is that as Arise Baptist Church, we would trust in the Lord. Not just add more trust to, to the Lord and, and keep trusting the other things, but to, to be all in. All in to trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, even tonight. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Have a word of prayer, and then we would sing one more song this evening. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful truth. We thank you for your person, your character, the truth that we know from your word that when we trust you, we are trusting a, a source that is sure, that is secure, it is stabilized. And we don't, want, we don't have to wonder that when we trust you, if you're going to hold us up. We don't have to trust, we don't have to wonder that when we trust you, if you're going to work everything out, we, we know that you have promised to work all things together for good to those who love you. And so, Lord, would you give us grace to trust you more? We desperately need this strength in our lives. We are weak, we are frail, and we're prone to wonder. We're, we're prone to leave the God that we love and trust other things in this old world. Lord, we know that there is no security, there is no strength in those things. And though we trust them, they will fail us. And we will fail. So Lord, help us tonight. I pray that you would encourage our hearts, help us to trust you more. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here at Arise Baptist Church. Thank you for these wonderful folks. I pray that you would continue to help this church to be a light in the Houston area for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that souls would continue to be saved and this church would continue to grow. And Lord, thank you so much for Pastor and all the work that he's done here. I pray that you continue to bless him and his ministry, bless those who are assisting him. And Lord, I pray that for all of us tonight, we would decide, we would choose to trust you and to reject our own understanding. Lord, we love you. Thank you for working in our hearts tonight. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says this, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. strength is almost gone. When the valley plunges deeper, and life shatters all my dreams, then I lift my voice to Jesus, and He gives my spirit wings. God gives wings as He goes. 
gives wings to fly and strength to rise above. God gives wings as eagles. When my feet begin to stumble and my dreams begin to crumble, I mount up on Oh 